0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: You want to hear a good story? i I'm rubbing my eyes. It's Fuck like you. three in the morning. We're in there dude, making fucking dough in. all day. We couldn't stand up. Yeah. Fucking Keith. I'm like, Sal, is that fucking Keith oh. Rich? There's no way. I'm like, yeah, it's I'm the not, village. It's got to be him.
0: Let me get a slice. Chill it. Chill it. I'm like, chill yeah, what is he, out he out talking about? Chill he, it. He snorted
2: his
0: father's yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I give get, get him his mind. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So yeah, out of his mind. And then he gets
0: up on the he gets up on our bar, right? And he's out of his mind. He starts doing air guitar. He's like, jumps up on the <laughs> bar. Yeah, the fuck? So I was go, should yeah. I knock him out? I was like, no oh, way. What are you crazy? I didn't know who he was at first. He jumped like, up and started doing air guitar. Air guitar on our bar. Yeah. 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 I didn't know he who was he was at first.
2: He was white. But know. I turned right sure to Keith Richards. He Listen. thought he was just some maniac was going to start breaking the store. Yeah, yeah. so I looked, looked at him. jumping up on the furniture. I'm and ready everything. to knock somebody out. I'm making yeah. pizza
0: all night long. I'm like, this guy's going to break my ball. Yeah, yeah,
2: so, yeah.
0: luckily yeah. they didn't knock out Keith Richards. Yeah. That would have been pretty messed up. Yeah. You would
2: have had a lot of people looking for you if
0: you yeah. did <laughs> I would have been famous. What are you, kidding me? What are you, kidding me?
1: Hi, I'm Helen Holliman, Editor-in-Chief of Munchies, and welcome back to Munchies the Podcast. This season, we're taking the podcast on the road to explore the unique stories that American cities have to tell in food. But first, we can't leave New York without discussing one of the greatest things about this place, pizza. It's the late-night hero to drunk and starving stomachs. It's the thing you eat after you've been dumped and before watching your favorite film. Pizza is your friend. And New York pizza might be the greatest pizza in the world, especially if you ask New Yorkers. So that clip you just heard is from Sal Basili and Francis Garcia, who started New York Pizza Empire Artichoke Pizza, and they also come from a long line of pizza makers. We recently visited their shop on 14th Street with our friend and pizza expert Frank Pinello.
3: My grandmother will every time she calls me, she'd be like. Besta
1: Pizza, Besta Nonna, Besta Francesco. Frank owns Best Pizza, located in Brooklyn, and he's also host of our brand new pizza show, The Pizza Show, only on Munchies. But what actually makes New York pizza so great? When we started talking to Frank about our theories, he let us in on an overlooked ingredient. Water. New York City's water supply system is one of the most extensive municipal water systems in the world, and it meets the needs of the city's over 8 million residents and visitors. So seeing as we have one of the most amazing systems in the world, is it possible that there's something in the water that's making New York pizza so great? To get some help answering this question, we met Frank outside of Artichoke Pizza on 14th Street. He got us up to speed on how the place came about. I have a personal connection with Fran. I don't know if you know that. Yeah.
3: But his basically my cousin jay who's my mother's best friend is my aunt louise her son is jay he's a new york city sergeant right here 10th precinct and him and fran are very good friends and when artichoke was first opening he, he i was a cook and he was telling me my boys opening this place you got to go check it out you know that he was telling like while it was opening he was keeping me abreast of everything that was going on so i kept hearing this and as soon as they opened i came down to check it out and i was like Oh, like these kids hit the nail on the head and I very much was like in love with it and I very much wanted to sort of come back and I always like supported these guys so I don't know, friend. I this is my first time meeting him. Are
2: you
3: nervous? No. No, I'm not I'm not nervous, but I'm happy to meet him finally because you know, I want to tell him he he inspired like best pizza for sure, but also like I think he helped like rejuvenate what's going on now in the pizza world in like New York, you know?
1: We went in and got some slices. Maybe like two square slices. Over the past 10 years, New York has seen a pizza renaissance. All across the city and the outer boroughs, pizza slices have become revitalized by young chefs who want to reinterpret what is possible in one slice. Well, so thinking about the legends like DeFara's. Luca,li etc. like, you know, thinking about, like, you, and here we are at Artichoke, like, kind of younger generations that are making pizza, like, how would you describe the difference between kind of new wave pizza makers like yourself versus some of the older generations?
3: I, I think... I think the older generations, the the thing that was special about the older generations is that a lot of them, especially from southern Italy, they kept a lot of the values of of, um, of basics for, for restaurants that you would always respect. With simple things like always trying to give your customer the best ingredient, right? Always keeping your restaurant as clean as you possibly can. Always giving a customer service from a point of view of hospitality where you actually really want your customer to have a great experience right and so i think those were the old values right but then i think money got in the way and greed got in the way in new york at least and for many different reasons you look at the bottom line you could see a lot of ways to cheap out but i think the new wave has gone back to what the old people did they they're starting to respect we're starting to respect um the the simple things and the most important things which is ingredients always giving the people that you serve the best stuff that you could put on the table. You know, you don't you don't serve prosciutto to Your customer, and then when lunchtime comes out, you take out another prosciutto for yourself, you know what I mean? That's the good one, you know? That was the old way of doing things, you know? But now, what you eat yourself, you should be able to serve people, you know? And And I used to watch these things happen, and I'd be like, I don't get it. And, um, so, so, that's my belief, is that a lot of these young kids are trained in great restaurants. Um, a lot of them have... Passion, unbelievable passion. Some of them, like Fran, come from a pizza family and they understand how to step it up a little bit more, you know, than what their parents were able to do. And um, the new guard is, is appreciating the old guard. They're appreciating their grandfathers that they saw do it. They're appreciating their, you know, um, uncles that they saw do it, and they see what happened in the middle. And that's really like what best for me, at least. The best pizza is that it's not. We're not trying to invent, reinvent the wheel in any way. All we're trying to do is show uh, as much respect to this style of pizza that we possibly can.
1: So then Francis and Sal showed up, a.k.a. the pizza cousins. Francis and Sal are also the hosts of the cooking channel show, Pizza Masters.
2: Beer? Yeah, you want a beer? What do you sure. Wear? Sure. Whatever you got. Yeah.
0: Keep wearing
2: them. No, give them the stand out. Give them a, yeah. give them a, a flagship. Yeah. You want a beer? Yeah. No, not a, you want a flagship? Pretty good, this Staten Island, baby. You'd be amazed. Fucking Staten Island, you know, man. I got all yeah, sure. Why not? These are it's <laughs> Staten Italy, baby.
3: Staten Italy.
2: All right, I keep it close.
3: <laughs> I cookbook, Staten Italy. These are some true Staten Islanders we have right here.
2: That's right, Staten Island's in the house.
3: Staten Island's in the house. It's
2: an important borough in New York, huh? It's the it's the forgotten borough, but you know it's it's definitely the borough. Yeah, this I got is four bongos. You guys like Thank four bongos? The beer bong? You want to you want to? No, no, arasio, arasio. piano, piano. All right. Where's my Johnny Walker Blue? I have some of that. Salud. Yeah, give me give me a little bit of that. I'm not a beer drinker, but i break that out. Salo, I got a beautiful Cheers. bottle of blue. To our yeah. host. Yeah. And thanks us. for uh, Jay Spitzbach, your Thank cousin, you know, who is a lieutenant in the 10th precinct, right? Yep, Great guy, decorator, lieutenant. Uh, his you know, father was a police officer. That's right, that's right. He's a real New Yorker cop on the beat, you know, doing his thing. A big thanks, pizza Jay. lover.
3: He's a big pizza lover. That's he's right. a huge fan. Thanks for fan putting this together,
2: Jay, you know. A huge,
3: huge Artichoke fan. And Artichoke, Artichoke and best pizza. pizza, you know. Let me ask you something. So when you guys first opened, my cousin told me, my friend, Fran, he's opened up a pizzeria. And he's opening up on the Lower East Side. It is, did, you, did your mother? Own, your mother has a pizzeria yeah, in Staten Island. My,
2: we had Sicilies in Staten Island okay. on Forest Avenue. It opened in, uh, in, in in 1988. It was on the North Shore of Staten Island. It was a staple of the North Shore of Staten Island. It was there for 24 years. Uh, it kept me and my cousin and all our brothers and sisters and new navigators and Mercedes and kept us out of parking tickets and it kept us in a nice house, nice park. It was really good to us. That Unbelievable restaurant. what one pizzeria could do. It's huh? amazing. It's amazing what a pizzeria could do. You know, 24, it's, it's 20 years. 20, 24 years it was there for. But uh, it was very good to us and that's where we, we cut our teeth in the industry. You know, it goes back uh, three generations in New York. Yeah.
3: What is it like coming from a pizza family? Like uh, learning from your parents?
0: We're like fourth generation in the restaurant business. You know, my father, our grandfathers, our great-grandfathers, it's so weird. Everybody, in my my father has four brothers and one sister, and they have all, like, five kids each. Every one of them has a pizzeria or a restaurant. Isn't that weird? It's like we all, like, it's like all we know. It's like restaurants. They they all wear aprons. Yeah, we all have aprons. aprons. (laughs) Exactly. Are you uh, guys Italian? Are you
3: from Napoli? No,
0: I'm from
2: Staten Island. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Staten Italian. American American Italian. Italian. I'm actually a South, South... Father's from Sicily, and his mother's my mother's sister. They're all Sicilian. My mother's all Sicilian. My father's half Sicilian, half Portuguese. That's yeah. how I get the Garcia name. I'm a quarter Portuguese. Uh, you know, know, you know what my grandfather always said, and he was born on, you know, in Italy. He said, "I'm not Italian. I'm American." You know, and, that, and that's what we are, right? When you think about it, you know, you're born here. You're an American. Yeah, yeah. Have Italian, you know, blood in you and everything, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah At the yeah. end of the day, you're American.
3: Absolutely. So, yeah. So what I remember my cousin occasion. was telling me. Uh it, by Leblanc, by Leblanc, bottle Leblanc, of blue. Johnny Walker Blue. That's not blue. just a
2: bottle of blue. That's a, that's a diesel bottle of blue. That's a big one. That's I mean, a big boy right there. That's
3: a big one. How do we a, open? It's this a couple fajoles right it? there. Yeah. That's not the. A that's a not the of, cheap a shit. Of right here. <laughs> <laughs> pizzas, wow. All
2: right, all right. We got a couple of
3: little cups. Oh, nice. So when you open, my cousin was telling me. Uh, he was like, kind of keeping me abreast of everything that was going on, and that, you know, he's like, bro, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to open a, a place. He's like, these guys are trying to bring the uh, oven through the front door, and they got a fine for twenty thousand dollars. He remembers right that. that, huh? Jay? Is that
2: true? Yeah, well, it's, we didn't get a fine for twenty thousand, but what happened was, so we we signed the lease in two thousand seven, right? November of oh seven, we bought the ovens at auction on Halloween, right? Of oh seven, that's October thirty first. I got the keys the next day. So we went. It was a place called Caruso's down on Broadway, right, downtown, by the Bull over there, Mm -hmm. downtown Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And... We brought the ovens right from there to here. We didn't have work permits, but we weren't doing work. We just rolled the ovens in on Right. Dollies. right but people right. in the neighborhood, the pizzeria across the street down the block, right. he says, Oh, these guys are working oh, without permits. they, they stuck they to called you. a in. They the building department, Son they came down, bitch. they put a big stop work on I said, I didn't do no work. I said, yep. The ovens are on the floor. I got no money to put them in storage. We had small money. I remember that scaring the shit out of me when he yeah. told me that. Well, you got luck. Your oven was in there, right? You got yeah, an old bread yeah, store. 100 year old oven. Yeah, so that's I was just cool. yeah, well, we were
3: transporting, and we almost yeah. tipped the
0: truck
2: over. Well, no, nah, that, that was the mixer and the dough retarder. Oh, yeah. That was the mixer and the dough retarder. We went and bought them in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We got everything on Craigslist. You like a little walker, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys in Brooklyn drink stuff that wasn't made in Brooklyn. You know, I don't know, I know that. if that's if that's illegal. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, it's kind
1: of like so. Know. In our new pizza show with Frank, we're going to be exploring places around the world to find out what makes pizza great from New Haven to Chicago and even Seoul, Korea. All
2: right, so here's an interesting story I'm going to share with you real quick. We got time? How long does this thing go for? However long? You're going to chop it up? I can go all day. Kidding you kidding? No don't. Me? Worry, you don't. Right. So, so, there, so being that you guys were just in Korea, there was a store we looked at back in 2008 after we opened this over here. The Forest, right? His daughter opened the store in Manhattan. It was called The Marcos. It was on Houston and I think Thompson, down the West Village over there, right? They had an incident in there where the pizza guy got fired one day because the other pizza guy had a beef with him, and he and he got the guy fired. The other guy, pizza guy's roommate, came back and killed the pizza guy in the store. It was horrible, tragedy. Then he comes running out. He sees two auxiliary, poor auxiliary cops. They don't even carry guns. I don't even think they carry sticks. He sees both of them. He shoots them both. You could Google it. It's in the. It's in the. It's you know. It's probably in 2006. Who is that, Maggie? Maggie opened it The daughter the, I don't know what her name is But the daughter Yeah the, They called it the Marcos. That's his last name The old man Right Dominic right Dominic DeMarco So They got murdered in the store Outside the store So this guy Tony What a character this guy was He had a Korean wife Nice friggin guy He bought the store And I heard the story. I said I can't believe You took the space You know it's such a horrible thing As I came in He goes I was cleaning blood They left all The whole place was a mess and then there was a big picture of the guy in the front of the store with this pizza. And it only had one little leaf of basil on it. I said, Tony, I said, What's with the one leaf of basil? He goes, That's all I had, he told me. And he was he was dead serious, the guy, you know? He was such a character. So anyway, he wanted to sell the store and we, we, we didn't make a deal, some with the landlord, I don't remember whatever it was. But he moved
4: the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
2: I moved to Seoul, Korea to open a pizzeria. No shit. That's why I was asking to see if maybe you ran into him. Oh, he I must wonder. be doing good because he never came back. I'm surprised. He said you... if it didn't work out, I'm going to come back and ask you for a job. All right, here, guys, cheers. Here, come on, cheers. Cheers to our pizza, vice, uh, happy new year. The Munchies. 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 The Munchies, The Munchies. Ooh, that's smooth. Nice oh, yeah. enough, right? I like that, man. It goes down nice.
1: <laughs> at some point, we finally got around to the right. question at hand. Things, though, this show is obviously a pizza show, and I was mm-hmm. asking Frank like, about water, like New York water. Do you think that that has anything to do with making all right. good pizza? All
2: right, you, want, you want my honest opinion? Yeah. Yeah. Right, in the spirit of being a New Yorker, a native New Yorker, I have yeah. to say, I gotta of course it's this. the water. But <laughs> all right, I'm not a scientist, right? Well, if you don't got that hard water. Listen, I, I always thought that. You know, me and Sal have a show of our own called Pizza Masters, and we travel all around the country, and we eat pizza everywhere. And we even own a store in Berkeley, California, and we thought that was going to be a big deal, the water. So I was saying to myself, the closest thing to me that tastes like New York water is Poland Spring water, right? So I says, if we have to, you only use two gallons of water to make a batch of dough, right? You can buy Poland Spring and use that water. It's not that expensive. The water's fine outside. The only place the water doesn't really work well is where the water's really hard. Okay, <laughs> yeah. places like Arizona, places like Las Vegas. Yeah,
3: but if in you, Arizona, you
2: got a guy like Chris Bianca. Maybe so he's using bottled water. I don't know. He might have a good well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I, I'm just speculating. I still haven't. One's hard, one's soft. <laughs> but uh, no, so, so hard water, mineral content. Exactly, something to do with the mineral content. Again, and uh, you know, we're not MythBusters. Maybe this is a good one for MythBusters. But uh, you know, you ever notice you go to Las Vegas, you try to wash your hair, and it doesn't lather the shampoo. Doesn't come off your your skin. as Exactly. It's 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 different. It's it's noticeably different. It's totally different. And you got to think, if the water's hard, the dough's going to be hard, right? Yeah. Not to get too much into it, you know. But but to me,
3: I think you know, water is a huge ingredient, just like anything else, right? So think about it. If you start off with great water, you have. It's easier to make great pizza. So you have a pH balance here in New York. That's basically seven percent, right? So you have almost even pH. You have minerals that react well with the proteins inside of the, of the actual flour. So, in my opinion, it's like you have so many pizzerias in New York because you don't have to be a genius to make a pizza in New York. Anybody can make a pizza in New York if you have a recipe.
2: Well, I, I but I when you go to it. a different but when you go to a
3: different state. It makes it a little bit more It makes it a little harder Because you don't have that base ingredient to start with That's how I, I've also, you know I've been lucky enough right, to travel and we'll, around And make, uh, make some pizza in different places I mean, I, places. I gotta be honest
2: I traveled around, around a lot And I'm surprised how good the pizza is Outside of New York yeah. I mean, you find great right? pizza everywhere didn't, I just, didn't we just say that? You know, I had we great pizza in, in New Mexico Yeah, how was the water in Korea? Not great and you know, I gotta say, drinking wise, but as long wise, as you,
3: but if you add, if you if you play with the yeast, right? If you play with your yeast content, if you play with the type of yeast that you're using, if you play with the way that yeah. you get processed, then anybody can get a good product. Right? There's good bread everywhere, right?
2: Well, not everywhere, but but listen, we have a store in, in Berkeley, California. We make the same recipe of pizza right there. We use the water right out of the faucet. It's delicious. Yes, yeah, see? If you put a slice of the pizza from there, a slice of pizza from here, I can't tell them apart. No? They're the same. I bring all the same cheese, and the same tomatoes.
1: If it's not the water, what is it that makes great pizza?
2: It's the person that's making the pizza, the number one. It's the ingredients. So, like, to give you an example, palio mozzarella. I use palio mozzarella. I pay a premium for it in California, a big premium. No. Even the tomatoes I use, they got great tomatoes in California, but. I'm superstitious. I'm not going to change my brand of tomatoes. I pay a premium for the tomatoes. So, yeah, I mean, there's some things that you can't get in, you know, the rest of the country that you can get over here, you know. And uh, there's some things that you probably pay a lot less money for, so it doesn't make sense to buy them in other places in America. And, you know, a lot of it, too. You know, we have a, the ovens that we use. Not your oven. You use a, a coal oven. But the traditional New York-style pizza is made in a baker's pride or a Bari brick deck oven. Okay, that oven gives you a different product than any brick oven does. Rot, you know, conveyor belt oven, any kind of like you know these high tech, fancy things that these chains use. They don't give you the same product. So that has a lot to do with it too. If you're comparing New York pizza to everybody else's pizza, that's a big part of it. You
0: can have two people with the same ingredients making the same pie, and it's gonna come out totally different. Right, exactly. It's all about the distribution of the cheese, the sauce, and how long you cook it for, and how hot you
2: have your oven. But, uh, you know, I mean, listen. I've had pizza all over the country. You know, I've had good pizza all over the country. I've had bad pizza all over the country. I've had good pizza all over New York, and I've had bad pizza all over New York. Taste-wise, the actual water, when you drink it, New York water is delicious. Yeah, They should bottle it right out of and the sell it all over the yeah, country. Yeah. It's the most delicious water you ever tasted. Hands down, nothing could compare. When I'm, and it's not just because I grew up on it. Yeah. It really is delicious.
1: So can you guys talk about, like, you guys are open super late here. Like, what is it like from when you open the doors to you close at four a.m. Right? We
2: close at like six a.m. Oh, 6 a.m. All yeah. right. What's The
0: night
1: I didn't realize. That. The
2: day.
0: The nighttime's the busiest part. Yeah. Who's so. the
1: last customer that shows up here at six a.m. The last
2: customer that shows that? up at six a.m. Sometimes you got so, people going to well, work yeah, exactly. At 6 you got the daytime. You got the, the morning people that are coming in. So a here. breakfast slice. The people getting off of work, you know. Cops come.
0: Yeah, they come. Ambulance, carnet. E.T.
3: Fucking ambulance people. People getting off of work.
0: Clubs and stuff. The right. bartenders, they're all coming.
2: You know, when they all close up shop, they come by.
3: Industry. Industry.
2: Yeah, I mean, you get the people, they party, right? The bars close at four. By the time they throw everybody out of the bar, it's 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. After that, all the people who work in the bar, they got to count their money, money, count their tips. Mm. They leave there 5.30, 6 in the morning. They got to eat, too. Everyone's starving. You got your cab drivers are coming. They're getting a slice of pizza. And you got your people who are staying out partying really hard. And they start stumbling down the block. And then, you know, that's actually when it gets fun again in there. To me, that's really
3: more of a service to the neighborhood than it is uh, a business decision. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys know better than me because I haven't stayed open that late. But you're actually being providing more of a service to the neighborhood than making money during those hours or, or would you say in this well, it's both, so you, know.
2: Know. It's both. You, you provide a service and you, you know and you make a couple of bucks doing it at the same time you know we just close to clean a couple hours a day That's Yeah, it. like wohop. you know they yeah. just they're yeah. open all the time you know and that, and that was my a when state we pump. came out here my philosophy was like you know okay Growing up in Staten Island, we would drive to Lohop because it was an alternative to a Greek diner. And it was right. always open. You can get there 5.30 in the morning. You can get right. fried rice. You can get, you know, right. fucking whatever, whatever, whatever you want, you, want you know. Um, Some
0: areas don't call for a late night spot. You know, you got to kind of be in a, in, a, in an area that's yeah. that has a lot of right. nightlife. But in life. the
2: beginning, when we started staying open late, it wasn't like it is now. It, it right. took a while to develop that late night following. Right. And, you know, I just says if I just stay, stay every night, I'm going to stay in here all night, wait, wait, wait eventually people will know and they'll come and that's what happened you know after a while you know six seven months a year we got known as a as a late night destination open all night and you know it just it built on that and you know we became more of like a a late night you know nightlife almost you know brand yeah in new york you know we have some some great real estate in downtown manhattan we're in meatpack and we're in greenwich village you know we cater to a lot of nightlife and uh
3: you know I think a lot of people were able to, especially like um, the police officers, like guys like my cousin, the fire department guys, were able to uh, depend on a place like you because they knew that they'd come here and, the, and that you guys were open. What I would always stuck out to me was when you first opened, there was always a line around the block. Right? Always a line around the block. and It was fascinating. Like, everyone's waiting on line, I need to be on that line, right? So I you jump on the line and sure enough, I walked up and I got a great slice. I was able to drink a beer, eat my slice, walk out the door, and jump right on the train. Mm-hmm. Classic New York style pizzeria. What I was speaking to them about was I felt like you guys were one of the first ones to take a regular by the slice pizzeria and eliminate the old man, right? You eliminated the old man, and the you took and you put some young blood in there, and and it, but it, it felt cool, right? Like you had the the uh, uh, the lamp in the front that was like funny and a little well, bit why? nostalgic.
0: Me, my cousin, my brother, his brother, you know, good friends from you know that we grew up with. That's that's who we only made pizza with, you know, the whole time.
1: Why do you think people? I was asking him like pizza is so democratic. Like people are obsessed with pizza in a way that they aren't with anything else. So, so
2: I think a lot of times when you ask people what's your favorite pizza, right? A lot of them, you know, are gonna say a place that they grew up eating pizza at You know, whether you're from if you're from Cincinnati, if you're from Long Island, if you're from Boston, wherever. A lot of people say, oh, this place Dominic's when I was a kid I used to because they associate it with their childhood and good memories and it takes them back to a place that's happy or or young or whatever. And and, and that's what I gather when I talk to a lot of people because a lot of people okay if you're in the boroughs you hear Dafar you hear you know you hear artichoke, you hear of course you hear artichoke. You hear best pizza. You hear who else? Uh, you know Joe's Pizza. Joe's, you hear Roberta's. Uh, Roberta's Pizza. Yeah, Romaldi's. Whatever. Patsy's. There's, there's Patsy. so many great places. Lombardi's. We can't yeah, leave them out. Of course not. Prince, Prince Street. Wokalis. Uh, um You know, and they're they're all great. Yeah. So, um, what were we talking about? It's it's a personal thing, right? Very, very few things are very few things in life are as personal as pizza. But, uh, you know, oftentimes when you're talking to people that are not from the boroughs, they say a place that I never heard of. And I say, where is that place? Oh, it's right near where I grew up. It's near this high school. and I used to go to high school. My father used to take me there. I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, it's it's a nostalgic chord, right? It's a
3: nostalgic chord that it hits. Right, right. Especially, like, uh, you know, some of the memories that you have. I mean, I I remember my grandfather used to walk me up the block uh, to Da Vinci's. it's on 18th Avenue and 66th Street. Bentoners. And we used to have a slice together. And I, I adore my, my grandfather before he passed away. He was my idol. Like, everything he did, I wanted to do. And to having that slice with him made me love that pizzeria. And when it was time for me to, like, show, uh, like, you guys, we did, the, we did the show, the Munchies show, the first place I went back to was Da Vinci's. Uh, or, or to Villa Vate, to, to the bakery. other Other places that were, like yeah the best the best just places that like you know as a kid they just meant so much you saw the older people in your family eating these slices of pizza and you wanted to be like them you wanted to understand what it was and and also it tastes good you know uh, tomato sauce and cheese and uh, a crust with a good ratio anyone from eight years old to 80 years old loves that flavor and um, if it's done right you know, you really can't go wrong. So.
2: When, I, when I was a little kid, there was a pizzeria near my house, right? It's not, we didn't own it or anything, but it was down the block from where I lived. It was called Casaello. And there was a guy, his name was Paulie. Go figure, right? Big, fat Italian guy, Paulie. And he owned the place with an Irish guy, right? The Irish guy always looked like he, you know, he had a couple of drinks. His face was always red. He always looked mad. And the guy, Paulie, was always just a sweetheart. The Irish guy was mad. Paulie was always smiling. Yeah, yeah, Paulie yeah. wore a big gold chain. The Irish guy might hear this. He might say, look at that. Anyway... Paul used to wear a big gold chain with a gold pizza cutter on it. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, exactly. Right there, I was like, I'm not going to school. I'm going to work in my mother's restaurant. I was like, I'm getting one of those pizza cutters. I still don't have one. Right? But... I never forgot that. The way it hung, he wore the white t-shirt and yeah. it had the sweat marks uh, on. He was a yeah, heavy guy, you know? Uh, it gets uh, hot back uh, uh, there. Uh, 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 the Irish guy had the little fighting Irish on his yeah, arm. The, the Notre yeah. Dame. The little leprechaun uh, he had. He had the leprechaun. He was from Bay Ridge, the Irish guy. Uh, figures. But, yeah, figures.
3: Yeah. But, um, that pizza cutter, right? Yeah.
2: The pizza I sweat that a, pizza cutter. I'm telling I, you, I man. I love that pizza cutter. It was cut. like the, yeah. And the wheel turns On the bottom, the wheel actually turns. The wheel I thought that was gangster. I was that like, I'm, I'm getting know, into I the pizza.
3: In
1: so that wraps up the latest episode of Munchies the Podcast. Thanks so much to Francis and Sal of Artichoke Pizza, and a huge thanks to Frank Pinello of Best Pizza. On the next episode of the podcast, we're taking you on the road to my hometown of Austin, Texas, where we're kicking things off at South by Southwest. Go watch our brand new video series with Frank, The Pizza Show, only on Munchies.tv. I'm Helen Holliman. I'll talk to you real soon.